Hello and welcome to Stay Awake Radio featuring Pastor Bill Henry. Bill is the senior pastor at Simple Faith Calvary Chapel in Vancouver. Now over the next hour, Pastor Bill is going to relate the Word of God to the events we see occurring around us today. There's a lot going on, as I'm sure you know, and Pastor Bill is going to look at the headlines from a biblical perspective. I want to remind you that Pastor Bill wants you to be involved by sending him any questions you'd like to have answered. Send your questions to info at stayawakeradio.org. And you can visit our website anytime at stayawakeradio.org. Now let's join Pastor Bill Henry for today's edition of Stay Awake Radio. Well, hello and welcome once again to Stay Awake Radio, that program designed with the heart to keep our eyes fixed on the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but to also do it in a biblical way. Uh, A lot of the end times things have been hijacked today by some, I would even call heretical, uh, and also ignored by many others that are supposed to know better. Uh, And that's one of the reasons that we're doing this program today is just to help each one of us as Christians not to be freaking out. Let's don't go sell all your stuff and send it to Simple Faith Calvary Chapel. No, no, no. Let's be about our Father's business. As we read in Matthew 24, towards the end about the good and faithful servant, uh, in verse 42, we need to stay awake, to be on guard, to be watching continually for the return of our Lord. And what does that do? It shouldn't freak us out. It shouldn't make us go you know, build bunkers or let's go build a compound out in the, in the middle of nowhere. No, we are to go out and be the salt and light. So to me... And talking about these things, studying these things should help us in our faith to be unafraid, to go out and share the gospel, even if we are afraid um, that people will hate us, that I won't say it right. It doesn't matter. You go out and we do as Jesus uh, commanded us there at the end of Luke uh, to go out and preach that gospel of repentance uh, to all. And so Welcome today. I pray you're doing well. I pray you're growing in the grace and the love and the holiness and in the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ today. And uh, just know that if you're hearing this, I love to remind people, if you're hearing this, you've been prayed for and you will be prayed for. So uh, I pray that blesses your day as well. Uh, Many things to look at today. I always like to start um, by looking at the Word of God. Uh, And today I was just kind of brought to this thing in Matthew 24. Uh, And it's in verse 3, it says, Now as he, Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Now it's interesting because that's the very first thing that Jesus says, Take heed. Uh, lest anyone deceive you. Um, And he goes on to talk, it's mainly in context there, it's about false Christ that will come, saying that I'm he. Uh, And today, I actually, I just read of somebody, I think it was in Chile or somewhere, um, that is proclaiming to be Christ. But it's interesting, though, the very first words he says is, take, you know, heed uh, that no one deceive you. And it's interesting because he goes on and says that a couple more times in that discourse, uh, and then if we go to 1 Timothy, um, and in chapter 4, verse 1, it says this, Now the Spirit expressly says, In the latter times some will depart from the faith, notice, giving heed to doctrines of spirits and doctrines, uh, or excuse me, to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own consciences seared, with a hot iron, and it goes on from there. But what's interesting to me is these people, it says many will depart from the faith. And so again, Jesus talks about this too, the falling away, the great falling away. Um, it's I think uh, it's described by Timothy, or excuse me, to Timothy, uh, by Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4, the beginning there in verse 1 and on. But what's interesting here, excuse me, verse 3, verses 1 and on, Uh, But what's interesting here is notice that they're going to depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Um, So again, remember the words of Jesus, be not deceived. Guys and gals, we need to be very careful today, um, lest anyone deceives us. And how do we do that? We go to the Word of God. We, We go and we find 
um, what does God's Word say about things? What does the Bible say about everything? And then, again, we apply that to whatever situation we're in. I'll give you an example. That I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but there was like some commercials that uh, were done by those who profess to be Christians, and um, I don't know where they're at with the Lord, to be real honest with you. But the message they gave was this. Um, I watched it. I went online and watched the, the commercial. Uh, the main one, there was two different ones, but the main one was basically having all these people going around washing other people's feet. And at the end, you know, basically it says Jesus is love uh, kind of thing. And to someone who has not re- read their Bible, uh, they might say, oh, that's right. Jesus did wash the feet. And man, that's what we should be doing. And because and, it basically has this one. There's one um, scene where this gal, it looks like she's going into an abortion clinic, and this woman is washing her feet before she goes in to have an abortion. Uh, there's another, a drug addict, and they're, they're having their feet uh, washed. There's somebody from, you know, a, a black man, his feet being washed by a white police officer. Um, a homosexual's feet is being washed by um, someone in the ministry with a cross around the neck. And they're basically saying, you know, this is love. This is what we need to be doing. Now, first of all, there, there's so many different things here that, that again, are deceitful. And that's what I—notice when Satan comes and he deceives, even when he was tempting Jesus in the wilderness, if you remember, he gave portions of Scripture at times, twisting the Scripture and, and trying to get Jesus to jump off this precipice, and the angels will have charge over you. And yet he was taking those Scriptures out of context. What my point is this, deception is not always, hey, um, like the Mormons falsely teach, that you can be the god of your own world and, you know, all this other stuff. Um, That's outright deception, that's outright heresy. But this a lot of deception that Satan brings along, that his demons bring along, these doctrines of demons, they're subtle deceptions. And that's what we need to be careful of. So again, back to this commercial. Um, you have this commercial that is basically saying that we as Christians should now go around, um, basically instead of you know telling people don't get an abortion, just go wash their feet before they go in, and somehow this is going to magically um, be a witness to them. Now, I know that this might not be popular to some of you. Maybe some of you really love those commercials, but here's my point. They're not biblical. They are not biblical. They say, well, Jesus washed—they even did a tweet—Jesus washed— um, the feet of those he loved, basically, and those who were sinners. That's not true. Jesus washed the feet of those who were his followers and those who had already been cleansed by the word that he had spoken to them. He didn't go around and then wash the feet of of unsaved, the unsaved. He didn't command his apostles, hey, now I want you to go wash the sinner's feet. And we don't see that exemplified in the book of Acts or are spoken of in any of the letters. What did Jesus say to them? He said, no, now you go and do likewise to one another. And he said, look, if me being your Lord does this to you, how much more should you do it to one another? And so we need to remember that Jesus basically there is teaching humility. He's teaching, look, I don't want you to be like the world. Is I'm your leader. If I'm washing your feet, you need to be a leader who is a servant leader. And so that's the main parable, if you will. That's the main picture that Jesus is teaching there. He's teaching his apostles, uh, his disciples, to be humble, to love one another, to wash one another's feet. But to go ahead and make a whole commercial where we're supposed to go out and wash all these other people's feet, and that somehow is giving the gospel. Again, notice, first of all, it's misrepresenting what what the Bible actually says happened. And then it's also telling Christians, because notice that this Christian, this commercial is really geared towards Christians. It's not geared towards unchristians, uh, not Christians, if you will. Um, so again, it's and it's telling Christians, well, just go and wash people's feet. No, we're not told to do that. Jesus told us to go and make disciples of all nations. Jesus told us to go and preach repentance. It's one of those things that people don't like to do because, again, here's another promise of Jesus. Guess what? He said, you will be hated by all for my namesake. This is a Bible promise. I I tell our our people at church sometimes, I've had a lot of those little Bible promise cards, if you've ever seen those. I've never seen one 
with the promise that you're going to be persecuted. But that's one of the promises that Jesus has given us when we go out. Now, in Luke chapter uh, 24, verse 47, he goes on to say, uh, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Notice, repentance and remission of sins should be preached. This commercial should have been preaching repentance and remission of sins. I've had some people say, well, at least he's getting out, at least they're getting the name of Jesus out there. No, guys and gals, again, remember the deception part. So now what what people who watch that commercial who aren't believers, they're going to say, oh, well, Christians, they should just be washing my feet. Don't just accept me how I am. God doesn't just accept us how we are, guys and gals. Again, this is one of those, the, what do they call it, the woke gospel today. Jesus, <laughs> again, he accepts us as we are to come to him to be changed. You see, as we are, before we come to Christ, we are going to hell. We are condemned, Jesus says in in John chapter 3, because we haven't believed in his Son. We haven't been washed of our sins. We haven't been cleansed and made new creations in Jesus Christ. So we're still on our way to hell. Yes, he receives us. Yes, he accepts us that way. He understands us that way. He died for us that way, but he doesn't leave us there. And that's the glory of the gospel, isn't it? He doesn't just leave us in our sins. He takes us when we repent of our sins, turn away from them, have a change of heart, a change of mind. We change our mind about sin. We turn from our sins and turn to Jesus Christ. That's what repentance is. And we believe in Jesus that he paid for our sins upon the cross, that we are now cleansed of our sins because of his blood, that he rose from the dead and gives us that power as Christians to walk in the Christian faith. And so God doesn't just love us and just leave us where we are, because that's the vibe you get. Again, he doesn't just accept us right there and just leave us there in our squalor, in the mud, uh, you know, in, in with the pigs. He calls us out of there. That's why Jesus came was to to call and to save sinners like you and like me and like everyone else. So we can't give these sinners a false hope like, oh, well, I'm, I'm fine with, you know, as long as the Christian should just come and love me. Now, I will say that we should be loving sinners, by the way, as Christians, we're to love them. We're to, uh, you know, pray for those who despitefully use us, love those who hate us, Jesus said. I I was listening to a Jewish rabbi last night and um, just a little thing that he had done. And he was saying, you know, Christians, you shouldn't pray for those who hate you. It's like, well, I'm going to go with Jesus instead of your words there, rabbi. And, uh, and, and rightfully so. But my point is, even when we do things in the name of Christ, we need to make sure that we're doing them biblically uh, and correctly. And when we twist the scripture, when we change the scripture, because again, what this person did, and, and I don't know how much they spent, $12 million, I heard something like that, to put this commercial out there. And yet they mentioned, you know, what they said was not even biblically accurate. And that's my biggest thing. If it's watered down, I still don't like it. But that's one thing. But to be watered down and to be not biblically accurate, we should all find that offensive. I, I, I You know, I've had pastors already pushing back and saying, well, at least the gospel's getting out. No, that's not the gospel. That's a false gospel. Remember that I believe it's a doctrine of demons because, again, it's, it's, it tw- takes the Scripture, just like Satan did with Jesus in the wilderness, and it twists it, twists it ever so slightly, changes it ever so slightly. I'll bet you most Christians don't understand. As they're watching, they're going, oh, man, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that because they're not reading their Bibles. If we read our Bibles, we know uh, that's not what happened. That's not what we're commanded to do. And that's kind of a weird thing for them to put up there. But again, if you think about it, it it's why did they put it up? It's non-offensive, right? It doesn't. It's, it shouldn't offend anybody. By the way, I have a story. I don't know if we'll get to it today, but uh, of, it was a total liberal newspaper who were totally offended by the commercial anyway. So again, you're going to offend people no matter what. Let's just offend them with the word of God. And again, we're not doing it purposely to offend anyone. But if we don't understand that the gospel message is offensive to those who are not saved, again, we have not listened to the words of Jesus. We've not listened to the words of Paul or Peter or Jude or John. 
uh, et cetera, et cetera. And Jesus promised his disciples and, and, and us as well, we will be hated for his namesake, as we mentioned earlier. So again, don't be surprised. Let's not dodge the bullets. Let's just go into the bullets with the full armor of God, holding up the shield of faith. I'm going to tell you what God says in his word because I love you enough to tell you this. You see, that's the key, isn't it? They say that's what love is. They say the woke gospel, uh, you know, the politically correct gospel, if you will. Uh, they say the social gospel is another word for it, that um, <laughs> we go out and that love just goes out and does things. They, they give, you know, food to the homeless or the uh, hungry, the, to the people that are hungry. We give clothes to the naked. We give water to those who are thirsty. And by the way, we should, as individual Christians, be doing that all the time. But always do it in the name of Jesus. Always do it with the heart of sharing the gospel. Always do it for the glory of God and with a loud voice. I heard someone say one time, uh, I preach the gospel, and if all else fails, I'll use words. Uh, And they mean, basically, that they just live the gospel out, and people are supposed to somehow, by osmosis, oh, well, that guy has to be a Christian, but he hasn't said a word to me about the gospel no, that is said by a coward and someone who is twisting the scripture. Guys and gals, we're not to be cowards today. And I don't say this lightly or poking fun. I mean this seriously. We need to stop being afraid to share the gospel. My goodness, this is the the, the power of God and salvation. First for the Jew and then for the Gentile, those who are unbelief. And we need to understand this, that the gospel is something that we will be hated for. And once we embrace that, and we go out and we tell people, look, this is what the Bible says. This is what God says is sin. But here's the beautiful part. Yes, the wages of our sin, the Bible says, is death. That means hell and the lake of fire for all eternity. There is no, You're not going to be passing away. You're not going to suddenly cease to exist. As Again, that's a heretical teaching, by the way. Um, but that that is what we earn as, as sinners. But the free gift of God, we never leave this part out, is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So here we are. We are facing death. We are condemned already. Um, but God gives us the free gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And we need to be out there telling people, look, God says that this is sin. And so we need to turn away from that sin and turn to Jesus Christ and believe in him to be the Lord and Savior of our lives. Look, I know people who are religious that have been going to churches for all their lives, or maybe they've left a church because they were brought up in a church, and you go to church and you hear this message, and you come home and you don't see mom and dad living it out. Mom's beaten on dad, dad or dad's beaten on mom, or uh, you know, I've had friends, they, they go to church and they get right when they get in the car in the church parking lot, Dad starts cursing and yelling and all this stuff. So that if and they say, well, if that's what Christianity is, no, that's not what Christianity is. And what we need to understand that I like I heard the example the other day. You know, if some guy is going on and he's playing, let's just say, a Beatles song, and he's totally hacking it, it's terrible, uh, and he just does a terrible job. He's tone deaf and um, just hacks the song to death. We don't say, oh, the Beatles were terrible songwriters. What do we say? Oh, that person is a bad singer. It's the same with Christianity. If you've seen somebody who isn't living up to what the Bible teaches us to live up to, which, by the way, there's no even Christian alive that can fully do that because we continue to be sinners even though we're saved by the grace of God. But when someone continues in their sin and then says, oh, I'm a Christian, uh, John says basically that they're lying, that, that they can't be. That's not the truth. You know, if we continue in our sins, in Galatians chapter 5, it says we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 says the same thing. 1 Timothy chapter 1 says the same thing, on and on and on. So, but here's my point. You might have seen some people in your life and say, oh, well, man, they're, they say they're Christian, but but they're prejudiced. I see, hear them say all these things about Jewish people, or about black people, or about white people, or they're, then they're, they're hacking the Beatles song, go back to that illustration, they're hacking the words of Jesus. They're, that We don't blame Jesus for that. We don't blame the Word of God for that. We come back and we say, we read the Bible and say, oh, this is what a Christian's supposed to be like. 
And so again, as we're, we're kind of moving away, be careful, guys and gals, not to be deceived in the, this world. It's getting harder and harder, I'm telling you what. But that's why I, I just want to continue to say, be a man, be a woman of the Word of God. When you hear guys like me on the radio, when you hear your pastor preaching from the pulpit, when you see somebody on television or you're reading in a book, um, and it, it, there things aren't... Just take whatever we say and hold it up to the Word of God. Uh, I love how Paul in the book of Acts comes upon, uh, you know, a place called Berea, and he's he's preaching to these Bereans daily, and he's teaching about the Christ in the Old Testament, and it says every day they'd go home and they would test what Paul had told them to the Word of God. And that's what we need to do today more than ever. Uh, test everything I say. What does the Bible say? And take what the Bible says over me. Um, but again, if the Bible, you know, if I'm agreeing, then then let's follow. Let's go together and follow Jesus Christ uh, in that and as we're going along. So be careful, guys and gals. Be careful of the deceptions that are out there. And be men and women of the Word of God above all else. Hey, some of the news that's happening today, so many things uh, going on. Again, we can just talk about the Super Bowl if we want for just a moment, not the actual game. But there's, it's an interesting thing. I just, I can't, you can't help it. But see, it's, I don't know if it was the Super Bowl about football or for the Super Bowl about Taylor Swift. I don't know what's going on with Taylor Swift. I think it was, I don't know if it was Time Magazine or uh, just named her the, the person of the year. And it's like, well, did she bring peace to this place? No. Well, did she create some vaccine? No. Did she do this or that? No. And it's like, well, why? But here's how crazy it's getting. And and this is from the, not the Babylonian bee. So this is not, um, <laughs> this is not a joke. Here's the headline. Christian High School holds weekly Taylor Swift themed Bible study coming awfully close to fulfilling another Babylonian bee prophecy. And so, basically, uh, there is a school, and basically this is what the school says, quote, we take a Taylor Swift's lyrics and connect them to the Bible, and then just talk about how they connect. Um, it's a Christian club at a, uh, it's called Faith Lutheran Middle and High School, and um, it's just, you can't make this up. Um, and so they'll go and they'll take this gal who is now, outwardly hostile towards Christianity. I saw a video that she did some song completely ripping on Christianity. Uh, her latest tour, if you've seen any of the the photos or videos, a uh, par- portion of the thing, she dresses up like a witch and demons and different things. Uh, and I know a lot of even Christian parents have, you know, gone to Taylor Swift concerts with their kids. Please, guys and gals, stop. Do your homework. It's not that hard today. You can go online and just look at this stuff yourself. But again, it's so weird because they're so consumed with her. Uh, even during the Super Bowl, I read that they kept showing picked at her uh, and the f- more than the football, not literally, but uh, they didn't show any hardly anybody else at the football game. Celebrities attending it was always going to Taylor Swift. And so here you have a Christian quote unquote high school. This whole, you know, you know, a Taylor Swift Bible themed Bible study. Uh, you just, it's just crazy. I don't even know what to say. Uh, one last thing about this. Uh, there's another story. It's by Distractify, uh, and this is the headline. It says, "What does the upside down cross mean, and why did Ice Spice wear one to the Super Bowl?" Now, apparently, I don't know who Ice Spice is. Some gal who is a friend of Taylor Swift. There, I'm looking at a picture of her right now from the Super Bowl. But I did notice in the picture that she has an upside-down cross. Now, again, it's interesting because this to sacrifice things as well. St. Peter, some people will wear it uh, to remember St. Peter because he was crucified upside down. Now, I've never met, I've been, I used to be a Catholic, and uh, I've been a non-denominational Christian for, I don't know, was it four, I don't know, 35 years now. Uh, I've never met anyone wearing an upside-down cross in remembrance of Peter ever in my life. Uh, it's always means and, and a thing for the Antichrist, uh, you know, but this article spends the first half of the article trying to justify away, well, it could be for St. Peter. <laughs> no, it's not for St. Peter. And some people say she was flashing these demonic signs when the cameras would come on her and, and Taylor Swift, because they were coming really for Taylor Swift. 
Um, I don't know, but my point is this. To think that that's out of the realm of possibilities is absurd. So this gal is wearing an upside-down cross, purely demonic. Um, and so, again, every time her friend Taylor's on the thing, uh, she's flashing these different, you know, I, I guess like the horn signs. But, you know, a lot of people will do that without even knowing what they're doing. But she seemed to know what she was trying to do, at least. So, But again, in the days that we're living in, in any days... That's still just wicked, an upside-down cross and different things. So uh, here's an interesting article. One of the things Jesus told us to be looking for was earthquakes. Uh, and it's interesting because, again, the ne- the word earthquakes there uh, basically means some kind of storm uh, on the sea or, or, you know, on the land, some kind of thing. It mainly repl- does apply to earthquakes, but it's interesting that it can also, you know, relate to storms. So we look at different storms. Now, here's an interesting thing. There's all different things happening in this story. This is from the Watchers. That's the the news agency. And the headline reads, Intense hailstorms hit UAE um, after cloud seeding operation. So you have this interesting and weird um, story happening. And the pictures here is damage. Like we're talking hail like the size of baseballs and golf balls that this apparent um, cloud seeding operations did. It's so funny. I remember years and years ago, I'd, I asked somebody, a friend of mine who was a pilot, and I'm like, dude, what's going on with this whole thing? Are they these chemtrail things? Are they tr- true? Is it not? Is it just, you know, conspiracy theory? Well, it turns out it's not conspiracy theory. Um, it's been the guys like, um, you know, Bill Gates and others who have actually been um, cloud seeding. That's another name for it, if you will. And here in the UAE, apparently they did something that caused all kinds of, I mean, flooding. I'm looking at pictures of flooding there. Cars all flooded out. Um, business area all flooded in. Uh, all this hail that did fall, uh, has fallen. So again, as we try to gain control, that would go to me towards a one world order um, of trying to gain control of things that weren't, I don't believe, were to control. Um, they're meant to humble us. And, and to be honest, they're still not controlling it. As they do this stuff, it's like a 50-50 thing. Um, and as far as it's funny, the whole chemtrail thing, I just read a story, I don't know, a month or so ago, uh, that they're making laws to kind of try to <laughs> corral that in a little bit. So all of a sudden, all the people who are called conspiracy theorists, oh, it's not chemtrails, it's just, you know, the back of the, you know, the, the exhaust from the airplane and it's freezing. Well, apparently... Uh, that's not true. Chemtrails, the government now says they are a real thing because they're actually now passing laws to stop them. Uh, we, we began the program by talking about be careful of deception because deception is not always this big, huge lie. It can be a lot of the truth and then just with a little bit of lie mixed in. I remember uh, somebody giving the example of, hey, uh, if you had a cup of water and the whole cup was just nice, fresh water, but there was only one drop, just one drop out of this whole cup. Okay, just one drop, and it was it was cyanide. Would you take it? Would you drink the water? It's like no, I wouldn't drink that water. But that can be the same thing. We have to be careful because it might be ninety eight percent truth, but then it comes in that deception, and just be careful. Now, here's an interesting story. Newsweek, um, the headline says, uh, Canadians without life threatening diseases are being encouraged to consider suicide. Uh, now, we've been reporting on this for a couple years. Canada has really been heading up the whole world uh, in assisted suicide. And um, it's a very wicked thing, I believe. They're encouraging people with autism, ADHD, anxiety, uh, and other things to kill themselves. They're not going to die from these things. Um, they're just they're unpleasant to live with. It's, it's uncomfortable, if you will. Uh, and basically, this is a world that has lost the, the natural affection for others. Uh, when we can, you know, kill millions of babies a year around the world and think it's okay just for our convenience to be able to have sex outside of marriage or sometimes even in marriage, it's just not convenient for me to have a baby, so I'm going to have an abortion, which, by the way, is 99% of abortions out there. Um, it's, it's a wicked world. And now on the other side, if you remember... I remember back in the 80s and 90s when, quote-unquote, assisted suicide was coming in for those people who were older, uh, those people who had you know, been diagnosed with these diseases that they're going to definitely die from within the next four to six weeks. Uh, and, you know, well, we should be humane. And that's what they call that. And 
it's 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 just so wicked as Canada is just now going to places you don't even have to have some kind of disease that you're gonna um, die from it if, if you're over depressed uh, if you have again something uh, you know that like autism or ADHD or something well you know what we'll just let you kill yourself and the, the, it's interesting because the article is really talking about um, <laughs> how Canada would almost rather have the people kill themselves than give them life saving treatment. And so, and it's interesting, we have a listener that listens uh, here on the radio. Uh, we've talked to her um, before, and she has the same kind of thing that um, she has these illnesses, and some of it can be treated, but the state won't treat it. I forget if it's in Oregon or if it's in Washington state, um, but the state will not treat it, but they've offered her several times to help her kill herself. This is wicked stuff. And we need to stand up against this stuff, by the way, guys and gals, and not just accepted, well, this is the new norm. No, no, this is wickedness. Uh, and so just to be those who are unafraid um, to stand up against this wickedness. Um, now, you may have heard this week um, that here's an um, article um, by law enforcement today, off-duty cops step in as transgender man opens fire in megachurch uh, with pro-Palestine remarks on his long gun. So basically, it's very interesting. The story, this is Joel Osteen's church, and uh, Joel Osteen is not a good teacher. I hate, to, I hate to preface this whole thing with that, but I do want to make sure you know that, um, that he is not a good Bible teacher uh, and uh, just not a good teacher. Um, anyway, in other words, what I mean is he's doctrinally way off on his stuff. So, and since this isn't about him, but this is somebody came into the church, and the, the original stories were saying it was a woman who came in, uh, had a child with her, uh, and shot an older man, a 57-year-old man uh, who was injured, um, and the child is now in, a five-year-old child is in critical condition. Uh, and then so the story kind of as it went on, we found out that it wasn't a woman, it's actually a man dressed up as a woman, a transgender man. Um, and so, and apparently this was his son that he came in with. Again, this is what I'm reading. Uh, it could be changing daily, but this is what it's came out with. Uh, and so law enforcement today, I'll be honest, they do very fine reporting. I've never had any problems with them. And what's interesting too, is this fella, you know, he's dressed up like a woman, which again, this would make another mass shooter from a transgender, um, but also pro-Palestinian remarks on his, uh, CNN said it was an AR-15, and they're the same ones, by the way, CNN reported that he had pro-Palestinian remarks on his long gun. And so, again, we see this wickedness coming in, even into the church, uh, and um, I'm not sure where Joel Osteen stands on Israel and the support for Israel, but I would imagine that uh, he probably does support Israel, and we do too. Uh, and so, you know, somebody who was probably upset with them, uh, I haven't gotten any uh, stories about telling us why, if they, they had left any information to say why. Uh, he was killed at the scene by an off-duty police officer uh, as well. Now, it's an interesting thing that happens when, when things like this happen. There's another story uh, that then comes out um, a day later, Vice News, and again, this is a far-left publication, and they say, here's their headline, the far right is spreading misinformation claiming that the Lakewood shooter was trans. And so basically, um, they're trying to say that this fella wasn't trans, um, and that, you know, basically that, um, that there are people are lying about this. And it's not a lie. This is the truth. It's come out. It's been verified uh, that he was dressed up like a woman, that he, he identifies as, you know, himself and then as a woman. But what's interesting is, is basically that this gist of the story is he's not a transgender, but he's a cisgender. Um, and, but that's what they say, but that's not true. It, and again, uh, the shooter, you know, this story says was being treated for schizophrenia uh, and all different other things. But my thing, my point is this, you know, the left just comes out and lies uh, like, like it doesn't it matter that they're lying, and it does matter. We need the truth, but ah, just crazy. And 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 again, that doesn't mean we go out and we now hate people who are, you know, gender confused and and that are dressing men dressing as women or women dressed as men. They need the love of Jesus Christ. They need the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember, that's what true love is. Remember, standing up and letting people know, hey, God says this is sin. 
And so, but God also gives us the cure for sin, and that's his son, Jesus Christ. Um, you know, now in the midst of all this, uh, everything going on, here's another story, the Independent reporting. Live updates. China calls on Israel to halt military operations in Gaza as soon as possible. So here's Israel. <laughs> I don't know exactly. Uh, I know it's probably the smallest country in the Middle East, if you've ever seen any maps, uh, they actually always have to take Israel and put it out uh, into the sea there just to write the whole name because this, the country is so small. Um, and compared it to the rest of the nations of the world, it's probably the smallest or one of the smallest countries in the world. I know it's not the smallest, but close to it. Now you have China, one of the largest countries in the world. Now they're calling on Israel to halt military operations in Gaza as soon as possible. Look, and are the Chinese call you know are the same government calling on the people of Gaza to turn over Hamas? No, they're not. You see, it's wickedness. Um, it's it's pure evil. Uh, it's anti-Semitic. When people say, "Oh, I love Jesus, but I hate the Jews," you know, and I've had people tell me that. I, I, had, I had we had some fella used to come to our church, and uh, he moved away and got into some really bad. Theology, apparently, because he, oh, yeah, that's because, you know, the Jews, they're running the whole world and uh, all this different stuff. And and guys and gals, that's just pure lies. Uh, you know, when you believe all that, that that weird stuff, man, you're 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 going down the crazy train. And, and by the way, you're going down a hateful and anti-Semitic. Uh, that's why I don't like and I teach against um, replacement theology. Uh, maybe some of you on here listening, oh, I believe in replacement theology. Well, yeah, then you're believing in a heretical doctrine, and I believe it to be heretical. A lot of people won't go that strong, um, and they'll just kind of say, well, it's an end times uh, difference, you know, something we differentiate on. No, it doesn't make any sense biblically. There's no, no, no scriptures that tell us that Israel has been replaced by the church, but we have scriptures that tell us the church has been grafted on to that branch of Israel. And Jesus is the vine that the branch is tied into. Uh, very clear scriptures. Paul, uh, in his letter to the Romans, uh, when he gets into chapters 9, 10, and 11, he's very clear uh, that, that Israel has not been discarded, has not been replaced. Now, the Bible does tell us, especially in the Old Testament, but also in the New, that Israel has been handed over for a time for discipline because they rejected uh, God, they rejected his Messiah. And again, not all, God always has a remnant. That's one of the things that Paul talks about in Romans as well. So I could even forgive the church to a point um, for having, re believing in replacement theology, but when, on May 14th, 1948, when Israel became a nation again, there's no excuse for it anymore. So when China tells on you know Israel to step down, when Russia tells Israel to step down, when the United States is telling China or Israel to step down, I say no. Protect yourselves, protect your people. And by the way, you still have people in Gaza, you still have Hamas saying that we cannot wait to do the same thing again. So what are they supposed to do? Just wait till it happens again? That's wickedness. And again, if you agree with that, then, then there's something wrong with your moral compass. I'm just going to say, you know, if you support Hamas, if you support, uh, you know, th that people that are that are there uh, in Gaza. Um, and again, I'm not saying there aren't some innocent people, but again, when you look at the whole picture of what happened, even when they took that one gal uh, who had been killed and then she had been raped and then killed on, uh, you know, that um, October 7th and then paraded through the streets of Gaza— and she was spit upon, she was still hit, she was dead, and they, they continued to defile her body. And we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people doing it. Nobody's saying, hey, stop, let, let this, we can't do this. No, it, it's just wickedness, guys and gals. And if we can't see that, then we're blind. And we're blinded by our own hatred or and or our own ignorance. You can go watch all the videos. Hamas takes credit for this all at the beginning. It's such an interesting thing. If you watched, they took credit for all of this. They had their own GoPro cameras, and they were videoing themselves doing these wicked and horrendous things. They posted them themselves of them doing these wicked things. And then they come out and say, we're going to do it again and again and again. And then, oh, it wasn't us. We didn't do it. Uh, the Jews are lying. And, you know, the people of Israel are lying. It's just wickedness. But so many people are like, oh, yeah, okay. No, 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 no. Um, 
here's uh, just again, you know, the Jesus said that the love of many will wax cold in the end. Uh, Paul repeats this to Timothy in Second uh, Timothy chapter three. Uh, and, and love is waxing cold, the natural affection. Here's a story by Blaze Media. It says, Houston attorney sentenced to 180 days behind bars for spiking wife's drinks with abortion-inducing drugs. Uh, you can't, it's, you know, you can't make this stuff up. A fellow named Mason Herring, 39 years old, pleaded guilty uh, this last week to assault of a pregnant woman uh, and injuring uh, to a child. Uh, and so he's a managing partner at a law firm, uh, and you know he, he tried basically several different times giving his wife these drinks, uh, which she didn't know he put abortion-inducing drugs in. Uh, it's just wicked, and I, I honestly I can't even begin to fathom uh, the wickedness behind that. Um, yeah, I just huh, so many different crazy stories out here. Um, you know, um, uh, Houston police, again, this is the Lakewood church attacker, you know, it started out as we said earlier, uh, with uh, saying that it was a female, then it reportedly came out that it was actually a male. Uh, and again, we see this stuff happening and, um, just crazy, crazy things. Now it's interesting too, now getting back to the Super Bowl sporting news reports, here's the, the, um, Headline, it says, Anti-Semitism Super Bowl commercial. Inside Robert Kraft's stand-up to a Jewish hate uh, ad featuring uh, Clarence B. Jones. So basically there was, it was an interesting commercial. I went to, I, I went online to watch that and it was supposed to be an anti, it was against anti-Semitism. And, you know, or it was, you know, or against Semitism, <laughs> anti-Semitism. Um, and so it was really a crazy thing. It was, you know, um, trying to get people not to be anti-Semitic. Um, but to be honest, when you watch it, it almost it was almost encouraging. It seemed to be saying the opposite of that. Um, so again, it's just an interesting thing that and, and and Lord bless whoever this was trying to, you know, spending millions of dollars trying to help people all over the world come down from their anti-Semitic uh, uh, hatred and ungodly hatred of the Jewish people. Um, so again, just kind of a, a wicked thing. Uh, that, that he's trying to, that they're trying to fight uh, against. Now, here's a crazy story, and this is out of uh, all places to me, Scotland. Uh, this is a CBN reporting. Here's the here's the headline: Horror as Scottish parents could reportedly be jailed for refusing kids gender transitions. So basically, um, sadly, they say here in the story, you'd think this was a joke or a piece of satire, but unfortunately, it's not. Um, you know, basically, these people uh, will are not giving their children, won't let, you know, one of them transition, quote unquote. Um, but now, uh, basically, it, it says here, I'll just read it from the story for a moment. If the parent were to more than once tell their child, say their 11-year-old son, that he's not allowed to wear a dress to school and lipstick and high heels and to dress like a girl when he's a boy, you could potentially be guilty of co committing conversion therapy, of being coercive, and therefore face criminal and potential prison or criminal trial and potential prison sentence of up to seven years. You know, this is happening all over, I don't, ah, let's, I can't say all over the world. This is happening mainly, it seems like, to be in the Western civilizations. You you have these people that are getting into office, and I believe purposely so, um, to basically destroy um, any country that has any semblance of morality, um, any semblance of especially Christian morality. Uh, and here's Scotland. Some of the greatest preachers of all time have come out of Scotland. Um, and to to think that that it's become so perverted that to say that if you guide your children in the way of the Word of God and in the Bible and in Christianity, and you tell your kids that you can't wear these things at school, that you can't do these things, that you'll be guilty of committing conversion therapy, of being coercive. No, guys and gals, the coercive ones are the ones in the schools. Uh, 
The coercive ones are the ones in the governments as they're uh, trying and seeking to destroy our children. The coercive ones are people like Target, stores, uh, and other um, commercial institutions who are putting forth this wickedness. And they're and again, they're tr- coercing our children into thinking it's normal. And again, we last week or two weeks ago, we brought forth some numbers. If you if you saw that, where the people, the kids who are saying that. Uh, they're transgender, that they're homosexual, uh, just the last few years has gone up like 25%, 30%. I mean, to, to 25% of them now say that they're homosexual or that they're transgender. Uh, th- this is not something that, again, if they say people are born with, it's not all of a sudden you have twenty, you know, 25% of the population now being born, suddenly being born transgender and gay, as they say. No, this is something that they are being coerced to believe. They are being taught to believe it from cartoons from Disney um, to a preschool and, and, and grade school up into high school. And so it's kind of the, the next uh, beatnik thing, if you will. But this is a wicked beatnik thing because it has children mutilating their bodies. It has them taking drugs that destroy things within their bodies that they can never get back. When they take these hormone-enhancing drugs or, or take things to suppress the hormones, either way, you cannot go later on and say, well, I think I'll take those now because I don't. I decided I'm not going to do that, which, by the way, a great number of those who quote-unquote transitioned are de- now detransitioning, but they can't fully go back. When you cut parts of our body off, even if they find something else and sew it back on, it's never the same. Uh, And even after taking the drugs, you're never the same. So to allow a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 14-year-old, even an 18-year-old to to do these things, when we won't even let them smoke a cigarette or drink a drink, a beer, but we'll let them mutilate their bodies. We won't let them go to war at 15, but we'll let them mutilate their bodies at 15. We won't let them get a tattoo at 15, but we'll let them mutilate their bodies. It's wickedness. And we need to be those, by the way, who are unafraid to stand up and say, this is wickedness. And, and, and to say, no, you guys are the ones who are being coercive. You guys are the one who are committing conversion therapy, if you will, as you're indoctrinating our kids. And I pray parents, uh, grandparents, uh, you know, friends, be careful. Uh, and so just be very careful what we let our kids watch, what we expose them to. I'm a big advocate now of homeschooling. I know it can be hard. Um, even, gosh, if you need help with homeschooling, you know, just at the end of the program, you're going to hear some contact information. We have people here at our church that will help you get set up uh, to homeschool. They'll help guide you. Uh, and and it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be a sacrifice. But man, what a great sacrifice. I'd, I'll tell you what, and I've said this for years, we ended up homeschooling our kids. And um, it was difficult, especially obviously for my wife as I was working in, in that. And she, then she was working at home doing that. Um, and she was a college graduate, but it was still hard for her. You don't have to be a college graduate to homeschool. But man, I'm telling you what, our kids always and still tested way higher than those kids who were going to public schools. I mean, way higher in every area, every subject. Um, and it's not as difficult as you think. And it takes a lot shorter every day than school. You send your kids off at what, 8, or eight o'clock to school and they don't get home till 3 or 4 or 5? Homeschooling usually takes maybe 2 to 3 hours a day. And, 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 and so again, I, I want to encourage you, if you need some help with that, contact our church. We'll get we'll help point you in right directions. We can at least say that. Um, here's an interesting story. Uh, this is, um, I don't see the news story, but oh, Newsweek, it says, uh, Florida coast rocked by rare earthquake. Um, it's interesting because uh, this uh, goes on to say rare earthquake occurred off the coast of Florida on Wednesday. A NASA just before a NASA rocket launch in near the area. It was a 4.0 earthquake, but again, it was rare. They're not used to getting them. I just read of another one a couple of days ago uh, in Honolulu that was rocked the whole island. I think the main island, uh, which again was rare. They were saying in that even. Um, so another earthquake. I think a week or two ago, at least here in the United States, down in California. California not so rare. <laughs> So, but again, we just, we keep track of these things and we kind of look and see what, what is happening, what God's word says. And um, so just so many crazy things happening in the news. And so I'm so glad I just, how about we end the program just by this? How do we survive in these last days? What do we do? You know what? We just walk with Jesus. I know it might sound simplistic as, you know, but it, but it really is that simple. 
It really is that straightforward. You know, I love how Paul, as he's telling Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, man, the last days, it's going to be perilous times to come. Men will be lovers of themselves, and they'll have a form of godliness, um, but no power thereof, but deny the power thereof. But he goes on to say this. I love this in verse 10. He says, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, <laughs> afflictions, which happened to me. Uh, and he goes on to say, um, and yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Uh, and he goes on to say, look, uh, from your childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation um, through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And then he closes this part. He says, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, uh, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete or mature, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, as we're closing today, just remember those words that uh, be that man, be that woman who trusts in the word of God above all else, who stands upon the word of God, as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, and not just hearing the word of God, but doing the word of God, believing the word of God, and then applying it in our lives. God says, don't do that. We don't do that anymore. God says to do this. Then we start doing this. And, and start showing dis spiritual discipline in your life. Again, not legalistically, but because we're responding to his love. And, and as we walk in his word, it's because we love him because he first loved us. Hey, I pray that as we close today, that the grace of God may be upon you richly, that wherever you are in your life, he may take you deeper, maybe even to a first-time relationship, a true relationship, not just knowing about him, but entering into a place where you actually know him as your Lord and Savior. And may he pour forth his Holy Spirit in mighty ways in your life and use you for his glory. May he bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you. And as I like to say, I will see you here, there, or in the air. God bless you. This has been Stay Awake Radio, and we thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. This program is aimed at informing you and inspiring you to get to know the God of the universe and to help your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we want you to participate. If you have a question about the end times or current events or both, please email them to Pastor Bill, and he'll answer them each week on the program. The email address for your questions or comments is info at stayawakeradio.org. That's info at stayawakeradio.org. You can also write us if you'd like to ask your question that way. Our mailing address is Stay Awake Radio, Post Office Box 55, Battleground, Washington, 98604. And of course, we want to invite you to visit our website at any time at stayawakeradio.org. That's stayawakeradio.org. Have a blessed week in the Lord, and be sure to set aside this same time next week for another edition of Stay Awake Radio with Pastor Bill Henry. Mm -hmm.